that voice deep within Eshenai still screamed, even when she didn't attune the old rhythm of peace. She kept herself busy to quiet it, walking the perfectly circular plateau just outside of Narak, the one where her soldiers often practiced. Her people had become something old, yet something new, something powerful. They stood in lines on this plateau, humming to fury. She divided them by combat experience. A new form would not a soldier make. Many of these had been workers all their lives. They would have a part to play. They would bring about something grand. Heroes of presents Stormpod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book two, Words of Radiance. This is just a quick spoiler warning for interludes I-12 and I-13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are on the interludes. That means the Sanderlanch is coming so soon. Uh, make sure that you've checked the right episode and make sure that you're all caught up on your uh, uh, your reading. We uh, are on the home stretch here now, folks. So please make sure that you're not getting spoiled by anything. And please enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q. And, you know, he was just about to give me a drunken tour of the palace in Alethkar. Sounds really nice. You know, there absolutely could be no bad things happening afterwards. It's Jack! What's up, dude? <laughs> well, I have, um, you know, I, I could give you the, 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 the super flemmed uh, Yeah, you're, you're the, uh, you're not the drunken tour. You're the COVID tour of the palace. Yeah, like the drunken tour. I could give you the COVID tour because I've been having the COVID tour. Yeah, quite you got a lot you came lately. down with COVID last week, eh? I yeah. did. Yes, uh, yes. The lovely package arrived from from my yep. son's school, which was Nicely delicious. And we've been enjoying that for the last uh, few days. So yeah, as long as your COVID tour doesn't end up with my execution after you said I'd be safe, like as long as <laughs> you know what I mean, as long as you don't kill me at you're the end safe, of it, I think safe. I think I'll be okay. Yeah, no, no, I I think we're good. But this might have to be entered into the uh, into the uh, the the phlegm editions of Stormpod. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we should yeah. oh, we should also talk about the uh, <laughs> the high storm editions of the Stormpod because yeah, I just well, went you, through a fucking high storm, bro. Well, I glanced at it. It didn't do too much where we live. Yeah, uh, Kingston didn't get like, really it came hurt on that big, right? very violently. Yeah, and suddenly, and then it was gone. No damage in your area and stuff. Not that I've seen so far. So. Um, I'm very surprised or was very surprised the next morning mm -hmm. when I was looking at pictures on the news. And then, of course, you sent photos of what yeah. happened in your neighborhood. Yeah, I posted some photos on... Uh, just crazy. Yeah, on Discord. And it's uh, it's crazy, bro. So I didn't want to bring it up too, too much here because I don't want to dwell on it. We have a show to get to. But I didn't want to say something. It's, it's actually kind of crazy. Um, 
we all, everyone in, in Ontario got a, an emergency alert that a storm was about to hit. And it sounds a lot like the Amber Alert that we get whenever there's a child missing. So I think a lot of people probably thought that's what it was at first. And then we see it and it's like, oh, there's a storm coming. And my wife's like, oh, maybe we should bring in a couple of things from outside so that they don't get blown away. That's what we did. We went out quickly. I went outside and kind of rearranged some stuff. And while we were out there, we saw other people doing the same thing. They also got the alert. And then the storm hit and it was like, unlike anything we've ever seen, um, it hit strong and furiously. All my fences looked like they were going to be knocked down. The trees were all looking like they were going to get knocked down. It was crazy. Wow. And then as quickly as it came, it was gone. Nuts. And my, we saw, we saw, we, we yeah. lost a couple shingles. That's, that's the amount of damage that we had. So my wife was really pissed off about that at first. And, um, we, she was like, let's go for a walk. Yeah. She's like, it's, you know, let's, we've been cooped in the house here. Let's go for a walk. So we, we got out, we went for a walk and I shit you not, dude. The first thought I had was. Holy fuck, this is what it's like in Roshar. A high storm yeah. hit. Everyone hid. All the stuff retracted into itself yeah. like a rock yeah. bud. We all hid into our houses and yeah. our shells. And then as soon as this high storm was done, the neighborhood came alive, bro. Everyone came out of their houses to see what had happened to the destruction right. of the neighborhood. Everyone started helping each other out. Um, there were down trees all that. over the place. You'll see, if you go to the discord, you'll, you'll see that there's the pictures there. Even if you just go on Twitter, you'll see that the, there, there are, everything is a mess yeah. out there, but everyone's come out of their shell and are now helping each other. Yeah. And the, the crazy part, and I couldn't, I don't even know why I, I, I thought this, but there's an election going on in Ontario right yeah. now. We're about to vote in a couple of weeks. And there are, you know, the neighborhoods are littered with these political mm -hmm. signs. This storm legit came through, knocked all these fucking signs on their asses. And then everyone from any political side came out and helped each other through the fucking pandemonium. Yeah. People were drinking on the streets, be open beers and people were drinking Caesars <laughs> and with their hands saws, sawing branches off yeah, that's and nice. like. All these political sides had all literally been wiped clean by this storm. It was so fucking poetic. Like I, I literally, we went for about a, a, a walk for about an hour and a half and I turned to my wife several times. I'm like, I got like an ongoing goosebump that whole time. One from seeing the destruction, but two seeing what we are actually capable of when something bad happens and we, we show up for yeah. each other. So I don't know. It, it really hit me hard. It made me really think about Roshar and what these people deal with, with high storms. I was like, this is a perfect example of what it must be like. Like we're literally the rock buds hiding. And then we come Although alive. I'm not so, so sure how much the high princes are, uh, and the light eyes are helping, no. uh, in terms of any no, potential they're, they're destruction. Bunkers, so yeah, I think no. there's like, no, but it's the, it's the regular dark eyes, and yeah, the regular people yeah. that are out there helping each other. So it was just really, really cool. It was no, just, that's, I don't know, it was kind of poetic. That's, um, so. that's, and it's important to have those bits uh, to help restore your, your sense of human, your belief in humanity, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really cool that people yeah, came it was really out, nice. dude. That's, that's great. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that awesome. is not present in this interlude with Lon. I will say no, that uh, I was disappointed no, the absolute <laughs> by the uh, abs absolute moral uh, lapse here. Um, yeah. But also this 
interesting character, but man, I am not really interested in this character. So this is Lon. Is it Lon? Lan? Yeah, it's brother, brother Lan, brother Lon. Brother Lan, brother, brother, brother Lon. Hmm. Yeah, he's a, a drunk ardent who's rotund. He's, yeah. So, okay. So it says, well, first of all, we get this really unique little uh, depiction here of the sword um, mm -hmm. with several other counterpoint swords. How many others are there? Uh, There's five swords. Five in swords in that? Thing. Okay. Um, but there are um, the little po little white dots. There's 10 of them, of course. Right. I don't really, I'm not really that familiar with this symbol. But he says, so this brother Lon says, congratulations, you found your way to the easiest job in the world. And he's referring to this mm -hmm. young ardent who is pursing her lips. Her new mentor was rotund, slightly drunk, and yawning. You are the senior ardent that I've been assigned to? To whom I've been assigned, brother Lon corrected. So, yeah, right there, I'm not that, in it, you know. I mean, I, I <laughs> yeah. do appreciate those that can correct so my wife having spent her life being a writer um taught me a lot of this kind of stuff and then i started to correct mm -hmm. people too with regards to things and then i'm yeah. like you know what that's yeah, not and cool. it sucks it sucks to be the it sucks to be the person correct it does suck. You know, yeah it does for sure um it does suck yeah but anyways it sucks to yeah, learn it seems a little it's a bit uh to whom i've been assigned i don't know um you're going to have to learn how to speak punctiliously Queen, now here, now, now here we get a, a, um, a new character. I, I, I believe a new character. Mm -hmm. Queen Asadan. Yeah, yeah Asadon. This is uh, Elokar's wife. Right. Um, have we had Asadon in the text before? She's been mentioned. Okay, okay. She's been mentioned briefly um, when Borden was um, right. Uh, right. introduced. It was said that Borden was left behind. He was one of uh, Dalinar's trusted mm -hmm. men, and he was left behind to to look after the queen. Not to look after her, but to make sure she wasn't getting things right. fucked up. Yeah. Um, so Queen Asadon likes to feel that those around her are refined. It makes her feel refined by association. My job is to mentor you on these items. She says, I have been an ardent here in Kolinar for over a year. I hardly think i need mentoring at all yes yes brother lon says guiding her out of the monastery's entryway it's just that you see your superiors say you might need a little extra direction being assigned to the queen's own retinue is a marvelous privilege one i understand you have requested with some measure of persistence so mm -hmm. i like that little indication of her character persistent so I right. thought, well, this is this, mm -hmm. this could be someone interesting. Lon, yeah. so far, does not interest me because I don't know. You, you've you've just got the easiest job in the world, as if that's something to celebrate. That it, that, that that it's yeah, not arduous and, or and, not. And any kind of interest we have in him at the beginning here goes away pretty darn quickly. Oh yeah. Like they yeah. passed they passed into the circle of memories which was a round room with mm -hmm. ten lamps on the walls, one for each of the ancient Epoch kingdoms. An eleventh lamp represented the Tranquiline Halls, and a large ceremonial keyhole set into the wall represented the need for ardents to ignore borders and look only at the hearts of men. 
I like this mm-hmm. conceptually. I think it's yeah, it's neat. very much so. Um, outside the circle of memories, they entered one of the covered walkways between the monastery buildings. The Sun Walk, they they called it, gave a wonderful view mm. of Kolinar. Lon could see much of the city. Um, as both, sorry, he could see much of the city as both the temple and the high palace occupied a flat-topped hill. So, you know, it it, it, it sort of seems that, you know, th- this is like a rather prestigious sort of experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which again, w- sort of led me along the path of like, oh, okay, this is going to be something really, um, you know, uh, uh, sort of, an, an, I guess, an insight into how the um how these ardents work what the inner machinations right. might be but the inner machinations that he's mm-hmm. suggesting is ah it's the easy life it's yeah know, don't, don't worry too yeah, much about it don't don't try to come into <laughs> Our, this and, and try to accomplish anything like right we've, we've kind of gotten a good sense <clears throat> so far i think through this these books about what the ardents mm-hmm. kind of do right they're scholars they're scribes they're kind of like the um the intelligent wing of Alethi uh, life um, and of Vornism, like they're the, you know, the people that keep people kind of on the straight and narrow and they, they help people try to find their callings and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, this guy does not seem the t- that kind of no, uh, ardent no. at all. Some said that the Almighty himself had drawn Kolinar in rock. I stopped there and I put an asterisk in that. Mm-hmm. Someone had yeah, had it's drawn Kolinar. Cool. Kolinar is the yeah, city, right? The main capital city, and we know from Capsule. I was just wondering if Dawn cities, if things like that. That if um, I was sort of just extrapolating from what uh, Shalon's abilities are to be, oh, dr- oh being able to like come into being like you know these these things. So I, I, I don't know. So I, I began getting excited about that possibility of some kind of superpower or, um, metaphysical event where certain things right. could have been drawn, even potentially a city, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and come into being. Well, Kolinar <clears throat> is one of the Dawn cities that Capsule right. talked about before and how these cities were built within natural formations mm-hmm. and that these natural formations are you know, if you look from above, they're like glyphs. Right. They look right. like glyphs. So there's definitely yeah. something divine, yeah. I say in quotations, yeah. going on here. So, um, okay. So scoop, uh, sorry. Um, oh yeah. So, so some said the almighty himself had drawn Kolinar with a fluent fin- finger. I like that. A fluent mm-hmm. finger, a finger that could draw this in such a way that maybe all people of different languages could understand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I like to, I like to yeah. ruminate on that a little yeah, bit. It's neat. The most majestic formations were the wind blades, enormous curving spines of rock that cut through the city. That's a really nice uh, image there. Um, mm-hmm. Beautifully lined with colorful strata on the sides, they curved and curled rose and fell unpredictably this would be a really neat thing to see um in either artwork or of course the uh eventual um production of this uh series hopefully will can convince mr sanderson to animate it yeah but we'll see 
Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, slippered. Okay, so hang on. So, and a little later on, it says slippered feet fell softly on glossy marble. That's also another great image. Um, as Lon mm. escorted the girl, um, what was her name again? So he can't really remember her name. Again, he doesn't take no. anything too seriously. He's not really... So why does no. he need to remember her name? And again, completely the opposite of what Kaladin did with Bridge 4. What's her name? Right. Names are important. Her name's not important. And no. uh, he couldn't have been more right. Um, look at that city, he says. Everyone out there has to work, even the light eyes. Bread to bake, lands to oversee, cobblestones to... to cobble. No, that's shoes. Damnation. What do you people call um, those who cobble but don't actually cobble? I don't know, the woman says softly. Well, it's no matter to us. You see, we only have one job, and it's an easy one, to serve the queen. That is not easy work. Oh, but it is, Lon says. So long as we are all serving the same way, in a very careful way. We are sycophants, the mm -hmm. young woman says. The Queen's Ardens tell her only what she wants to hear. Ah, and here we are, at the point of the matter, Lon says, patting her on the arm. What was her name again? They told it to him. Pi. Her name was Pi. Not a very Alethi name. Mm -hmm. Well, you see, Pi, he says, this is what your superiors wanted me to talk to you about. They fear that if you're not properly instructed, you might cause a bit of a storm here in Kolinar. Nobody wants that. So, um, again, it endeared me more to Pi because she's speaking about, mm -hmm. you know, not having uh, a bunch of ardents that are just going to tell the queen whatever she wants, but rather to inform her. Right. And she was persistent in getting here. So she's got a backbone. Sorry, she, she, you know, is persistent going, getting into this job. And yeah. she's obviously not going to necessarily do what's expected of her. And uh, even Lon here is like, you know, no one wants what you may bring. Everyone wants everything. Everyone wants the status quo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, so my guard, I mean, you're, 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 I think your guard's up as a reader for, from, for this Lon character the, the, mm -hmm. pretty much the entire time. Um, so here's the thing, Long says. Um, well, sorry, uh, uh, previous to that, um, the queen has a lot of ardents, and it says in the text it repeated that point a yeah. lot. A lot of ardents. Yeah. <laughs> so I think <laughs> I think Sanderson there. That's that's interesting. Like there are many of these things, um, which might mean that not any one of them are particularly useful. Right. Like there's so many of them. It's kind of like in medicine, like when you're, when you're trying to treat something and you have a wide variety of options, neither of them are particularly good. Right. And that's because you have so many. Whereas when you have a few options that work. Right. You know, that's, that's now you've really nailed the medicine. It's thing. like when, uh, when someone has like 10 lawyers at a table with them. <laughs> versus uh, versus two or one yeah instead of having one good lawyer you need to like 10 shit lawyers with you <laughs> to show force um here's the thing lon says the queen she sometimes worries that maybe the almighty isn't pleased with her rightly so pi says hush now lon says just hush listen the queen figures that if she treats her ardents well 
It will buy her favor with the one. Okay, first of all, you know what? I can't even continue reading. He hushed her. Yeah. Yeah. He, I don't like that. He literally, literally wears dunnied her. She was about to tell us about why yeah. the Almighty and might not be happy her. with the Queen. And she's like, rightly so. She, and then he's like, hush. Yeah. It's, what the fuck? Don't you, you're not supposed to wear Dunny this new character. And the fact that she just appears to take it. I mean, come on. Yeah. You're, you're, you're the sycophant that realizes that, you know, that the Ardents are just a bunch of, you know, uh, echo, echo chamber sort of people, you know, let's fight back here. He just, he just hushed you anyways, whatever. Yeah. I mean, she probably doesn't feel it's appropriate in the moment. So right. she's, she's playing, playing nice or whatever. I don't know. Um, the queen figures that if she trusts her ardents, well, it will buy her favor with the one who makes the storms one capitalized, so to speak. Nice food, nice robes, fantastic quarters, lots of free time to do whatever we want. We get these things as long as she thinks she's on the right path. Our duty is to give her the truth, says right. Pi. Right. <laughs> yeah, but we do, Lon says. She's the Almighty's chosen, isn't she? Wife of King Elokar, ruler, while he's off fighting a holy war of retribution against the regicides on the Shattered Plains. Her life is very hard. She throws feasts every night, Pi whispers. She engages in debauchery and excess. She wastes money while Alethkar languishes. People in Outer Town starve as they send food here, with the understanding that it will be passed on to soldiers who need it, but it rots because the queen can't be bothered. Mm -hmm. They have plenty of food on the Shattered Plains, Lon says. They've got gemstones coming out of their ears there, and anybody is starving. And nobody, and nobody is, starving. is starving here either. You're exaggerating. Life is good. It is, if you're the queen or one of her lackeys. She even cancelled the beggar's feasts. It is, it is reprehensible, she says. So Lon starts to groan. And I think Lon this whole time is fishing. He -hmm. wants to see who, who Pi really is. Really is. Right. Right. And he won't remember her name. She going to rat us out or is she going to just be like, come on board. Right. This is literally, this chapter is training day. It's pretty much what it is. It's training day. Right. Are you going to, are you going to gel well with Denzel? Are you going to yep. take a little cut on the side, or are you going to have to be a fucking Ethan Hawk and spoil it for everybody? <laughs> um, they entered the palace. Oh, hang on. So he groans, and he thinks to himself, this one, this one was going to be hard. Mm-hmm. How to persuade her? He wouldn't want the child to do anything that endangered her, or, well, him, mostly him. <laughs> Again, t- very, very telling. What, yeah. what I like about this chapter is I don't think Mr. Sanderson is is hiding too, too much yeah. from us about the characters. Mm-hmm. He's kind of giving us quite, quite a little bit about the characters, yeah. which is great. Um, so yeah, so Lon is <laughs> very self-centered, really only wants to... Uh, Protect his own ass. Um, but him referring to her as a child, again, it's like, what, what, her infancy in what way? That she doesn't realize that being a, um, you know, a, a sycophant that just echoes whatever the queen wants to hear, that that's, that's her infantile, um, mindset. Yeah. Like you consider, you consider that in some way hindered, um, 
That's that's interesting. Or is it that she's younger than you? Like, what's she, she could be that? both, but it's it's degrading regardless, right? It is. I think so. They entered the palace, the Grand Eastern Hall. Great artworks, tracing back the history, back before the shadow days. The ceiling had been decorated by Ulellen himself, the great ardent painter, and depicted a storm blowing in the east. So I'm not sure if that's in our info dump with Ulellen, but... I don't think um, it has. It's just another I don't know if that another before, has a world building here, another character Lillen, that existed back painter. in the day that painted this uh, uh, this storm. Though the storm is blowing in, f- Olelin. I like I like that name because if, oh. if, if, if you like the artwork, you're like, Ooh, oh, Lelin. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's very like, self serving. Uh, it's like Kleenex the name. becomes its own thing. Ooh, like now Lillen. you owe Lelin everything, Jeez. not even artwork. Oh, Lelin. <laughs> oh, I just tried the oh, strawberry lemon. jam. That's oh, lemon! I love it. <laughs> oh wait, that's the that's oh, the end. Sorry, yeah, strawberry. Oh, no, I'm dead. Yeah, okay, Ardens. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> all of this could have been creme in the in the gutter, for the reverence Pie gave it. She seemed to see only the Ardens strolling about, contemplating the beauty, and eating and composing new poems of Her Majesty, though honestly, Lon avoided that sort of thing. It seemed like work. Mm-hmm. So this is an interesting little paragraph, too, because none of this pomp and circumstance interests her. No. All of these, you know, uh, art, works of art, the uh, the wind the wind blades, mm-hmm. none of this really matters to her. She's taking a look at the, at the artists and what they're doing, and she sees that they're eating a lot mm-hmm. while others starve. Yeah. Like, right. it's like almost like Lon expects her to be wowed by everything. Right. And she's not. And she's not. No. It's like going, do you want to see the majesty of of the church? Come through yeah. uh, the Vatican. And you're like, there's yeah. fucking people starving on the streets. doesn't matter if yeah. the floors are gilded with gold. Yes, but we get so much time off. You get to use <laughs> the, you know. We're like, yeah. it's better than teachers. Yeah. Over here we do lawn bowling and it's it's quite wonderful. <laughs> Rosharian uh, lawn yeah, bowling. I don't, I I don't want to do any lawn bowling. Yes, but we get to bowl whenever we want. Yeah, and we get to make up the rules as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't like to uh, to do uh, lawn bowling. Can uh, next uh, take me to the next uh, place here? Bachi bowling. Okay, so uh, so Pi Pi's attitude came from a re- residual jealousy. That's what he According thinks. According to Lon. That's mm-hmm. what he thinks. Some ardents were envious of the queen's personal chosen. He tried to explain some of the luxuries that were now hers, such as warm baths, horseback riding, using the queen's personal stables, music and art. Pie's expression, though, grew darker with each item. This wasn't working. New plan. Yeah. So again, I love it. She's like, even he's describing all these luxurious things. She's not having Don't you it. like warm baths? Just warm baths? Well, yeah, but, uh, you know, not at the expense of what, you know, the artists should 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 be doing here. Yeah, I see crimes against yeah. humanity, but I get to take yeah. a nice warm bath. <laughs> can I get some bath bombs over here? Do you like bath? What kind of bath bombs do you like? You can we'll have get two. You a, um, Normally we yeah, only give we'll, one, but we'll give you two. We'll get you an account at Lush. And just go nuts. <laughs> Um, I like this pie, like I, you know, which is why it's so sad, but okay. 
Um, new plan. Here, uh, Lon says, steering her towards the steps. There's something I want to show you. And this is where I thought, okay. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. The steps twisted down through the palace complex. White stone walls, golden sphere lamps, and an age. Kolinar had never been sacked. It was one of the few eastern cities that, had, that hadn't suffered that fate in the chaos after the hierarchy's fall. The palace had burned once, but that fire had died out after consuming the eastern wing. Renner's Miracle, it was called. I paused there and I thought, have we heard Renner mentioned no. before? No, it's just another world-building moment where um, okay. there, you know, the, the palace survived the fall of the hierarchy when the, the mm -hmm. church was in charge of everything. And, um, but it had burned once and it was called a miracle because the arrival of a high storm put out the fire. Right. And that's just known as Renner's miracle. So. Lon swore the place still smelled of smoke 300 years later. I really love that. Mm -hmm. I can so picture that. Like you can't scrub away the past. It'll, it'll linger. Well, yeah. Like, yes, that. And, uh, that the, that the, that I guess the. Well, that sort of reminds me of Dickens, I think, a little bit in the, um, the past lives, you know, um, uh, but like the, the, like this, this white marbled area, imagine, imagine blasting it with fire, mm -hmm. but, f but the fire, unless it's <laughs> ridiculously hot, is not going to do much to the stone. Mm -hmm. So to have it smell like as if it's like that burnt cinder sort of smell. Um, I really, I think that's a wonderful detail. You have there. to let it linger. You have to. <laughs> um, oh, right. The girl. So this is funny. Yeah. He, he, so he, he literally he, got lost in his own tour and he's like, oh, right. Yeah. I better be talking to this girl. Yeah. Well, and that's funny too, that you mentioned tour because, uh, it just, it just sort of seems like you're so proud that you have so much to show, right? Right. Um, reminds me of the sycophant that is doing uh, Mr. Lebowski, the other Lebowski, not the dude, when he's like giving him the tour of Mr. Lebowski's accomplishments. Um, um, and here he is. Oh yeah, right. The girl. So he's totally distracted. So again, that's another clue about this character. Mm -hmm. He gets distracted. Right. Um, in case Lon comes up again, I don't know. They continued down the steps and eventually entered the palace kitchens. Lunch had ended, but that didn't stop Lon from snatching a plate of fried bread, her Daisian style, from the counter. That's the shuta. Shuta. Yeah. Um, trying to lure me with exotic foods, Pai asks. For the past five years, I've eaten only a bowl of boiled talu for each meal with a piece of fruit on special occasions. This will not tempt me. You're not serious, are you? Lon steps and turns and looks at her. Like, that's funny because um, I can just picture that. He's grabbing fried bread and wonderful things to <laughs> He's eat. He's dipping it in like she, three sauces. Right. And, and she says that she's had bold tallow and a piece of fruit for the last, you know, however many years. And he's like, you're, you're not serious, are you? Like, right. he, he can't possibly contemplate that. Yeah. And then he says, what is wrong with you? She blushes. I am of the devotery of denial. I wish to experience separation from the physical needs of my... Oh, this is worse than I thought, Lon says. <laughs> he says that out loud. Yeah. That should have been a clue to her. Right. I find, in a way. Um, this is worse than I thought, Lon says. 
Um, he finds the door leading out to the service yard where supplies were delivered. Um, there, shaded from the rain by an awning, they found piles of uneaten food. Pi gasps, and she says, such a waste. You bring me here to convince me not to make a storm? You are doing quite the opposite. <clears throat> he says, there used to be an ardent who took all of this and distributed it to the poor. She died a few years back, and since then the others have made some effort to take care of it. Not much, but some. The food does get taken away eventually, usually dumped into the square to be picked through by beggars. It's mostly rotten by then. He could almost feel the heat of her anger. Mm-hmm. I think that's, might, might be one of my highlights. It might be my highlight too. Is that while he's trying to explain this to her, she's just boiling and he can feel that heat. Yeah. I like that. That's really cool. Um, now, Lon says, if, there's, if there were such an ardent among us whose only hunger was to do good, think how much she could accomplish. Why, she could feed hundreds just from what is wasted. Pie's eyes uh, went over the piles of rotting fruit, sacks of open grain. Now, Lon says, let us contemplate the opposite. If some ardent tried to take away that which we have, well, what might happen to her? Is that a threat? She asks. I do not fear physical harm. Storms, you'd think we'd... Girl, I have someone else... Uh, sorry, I have someone else put my slippers on for me in the morning. Don't be dense. We're not going to hurt you. Too much work. You'd get sent away quickly and quietly. Hmm. I do not fear that either. What do you make of this, of Lon basically being so honest with her there? I don't think it's like, very honest because we know how the, this interlude ends, right? Well, that, well, I think that, uh, I think him, because he, he changed his, his speech here, he said, well, you think we'd, and then he, and he pauses and he goes, girl, again, he can't remember her name. Right. Um, so we, so now she's gone from child to girl. Right. Um, I'm not sure if that's an elevation or not. I have someone else put on my slippers for me in the morning. Don't be dense. We're not going to hurt you. Too much work. You'd get sent away quickly and quietly. I think that, I think what I meant is that he's, I think he's showing his cards here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that she, um, I wished that she had picked up on that and just went, you know what? I will be sent away quietly. Like I was, I was interpreting him saying that as like, um, you will be dealt with. Right. And you will have no impact here at all. Right. Either, and either if agree and do something good or you'll disappear. Right. And she, I mean, you know, if, if, if you or I were given those options, I think we would have been like, okay, you know what? I'm good here. I'm going to um, say I'm going to help you and I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to leave. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to go live um, on a, a rushy aisle. But she says, I don't fear that either, which is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. I doubt you fear anything, Lon says, except maybe having a little fun. <laughs> but what good would it do anyone if you were sent away? Our lives wouldn't change. The queen wouldn't remain the same, and that food out there would still spoil. But if you stay, you can do good. Who knows? Maybe your example will help all of us reform, eh? He pats her on the shoulder. Think about it for a few minutes. 
I want to go finish my bread. He wanders off, checking over his shoulders a few times at her. Pai settles down beside the heaps of rotting food and stares at them. Mm -hmm. You know what I find about that? Is that rather than go where he wants to go, she'd rather sit beside rotting food. Yeah, exactly. She, she'd rather be with, with, with garbage. Because mm -hmm. um, the, the garbage is better than them. Lon watched her from inside until he got bored. When he got back from his afternoon massage, she was still there. With the garbage. Mm -hmm. That's really cool, I thought. Yeah. Um, he ate dinner in the kitchen. The girl was entirely too interested in the heaps of garbage. Finally, as evening fell, he went back to her. Don't you even wonder, she asks, staring at the piles of refuse. Don't you stop to think about the cost of your gluttony? The cost, he asks. I told you nobody starves because we... I don't mean the, the monetary cost, she says. I mean the spiritual cost. To you, to those around you, everything's wrong. Oh, it's not that bad, he says, settling down. It is, Lon. It's bigger than the queen and her wasteful feasts. It wasn't much better before that, with King Gavilar's hunts and the wars, princedom against princedom. The people hear of the glory of the Battle of the Shattered Plains, of the riches there, but none of it ever materializes here. Does anyone among the Alethi elite care about the Almighty anymore? Sure, they curse by his name. Sure, they talk about the heralds, burn glyphwards. But what do they do? Do they change their lives? Do they even listen to the arguments? Do they transform, recasting their souls into something greater, something better? That's really cool, eh? Amazing dialogue, eh? Mm -hmm. It's so good. Mm -hmm. They have callings, Lon says, fidgeting with his fingers. Digiting. <laughs> Sorry, is it digiting then? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. The devotaries help. She shook her head. Why don't we hear from him, Lon? The heralds said that we defeated the Voidbringers. That Ahariatum... Uh, I can't say this properly. Um, that Ahariatium. Ahariatium? Mm -hmm, I think so. Was the great victory for mankind... But shouldn't he have sent them to speak for us? To counsel us? Why didn't they come during the hierocracy and denounce us if what the church had been doing was so evil? Where was the word of the Almighty against it? Uh, that's a good surely point. you're not suggesting, yeah, we return to that. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. Mm -hmm. She's making way too much sense for him. Right. Right? This, we we this, know why he child, didn't speak up against this... it because he may have been dead already. Right. Right? So... Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, if we believe that the death takes place within time. We, yeah, we don't know. Maybe he's always been dead. Maybe he's never been dead. Maybe he's, he'll die in the future. Maybe he died in the past. We don't know. The, 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 these are cosmic... Uh, cosmere, cosmeric... Uh, cosmeric. Cosmeric. Cosmeric <laughs> leanings, yeah. Cosmerically speaking. Yeah. <laughs> I know nothing. I know nothing. <laughs> Oh, we have to talk about that, by the way. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, about me becoming a meme. 
Yes. That's funny. Yes, you you've yeah, you've yeah. been officially I want, I want to pick a bone with you about that because you you actually focused on two two words which uh came later, but I prefer the first two words. Hey, I didn't write the, I didn't create the meme. We'll we'll talk Listen, we can talk about yeah, it after. I know where your focus was, buddy. Ah. Uh, the Almighty being against it. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's so, again, I, you can't help but love Pi here. She's awesome. Um, he, he has nothing to say to that. You know, but shouldn't he have sent them to speak with us, to counsel us? Why didn't they come during the hierocracy and denounce us? If the church had been doing, what, if what the church was, was doing was so evil, where was the word of the Almighty against it? Surely you're not suggesting that we return to that, he says. And then he thinks, this conversation's getting worse and worse. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm suggesting, she whispers, only that something is wrong. All of this is just so very wrong. She looked to him, then climbed to her feet. I have accepted your proposal. You have? I will not leave Kolinar. I'll stay here and do what good I can. You won't get the other Ardents into trouble? My problem is not with the Ardents, she said. I will simply try to be a good example to for all to follow. Well then, that seems like a fine choice. Mm-hmm. Now, this is interesting because I find it to be, um, you know, potentially, I will simply try to be a good example, right? Right. That's a very sort of, um, uh, uh, sort of like a biblical example of what what you can do and we all know what happens to pi so right exactly um i find it's very oh so you'd like to be a good example someone that's of good example well we have ways of dealing with that Mm -hmm. yeah um well then that seems like a fine choice she walks off he wasn't certain how worried he should be about that turned out he should have been very worried yeah so she doesn't um she doesn't do what she says she's going to do as well, right? She's no. like, I'll go along with this and I'll try to be a good yeah. example for everyone and try to work within the system and maybe use some of this food and try to feed people. But she does yeah. like kind of the opposite. She goes for the <laughs> the rebellious, like uh, yeah. self-immolation, I'm going to burn myself to a cinder to make a point kind of thing. She's, uh, I mean, Pi is, I don't know, I, unless I'm wrong, like Pi is like a like an activist like a really kick-ass yeah dude she's fucking punk rock as like, shit punk rock greenpeace fucking like yeah, yeah like dude. This, this i mean that's why i like her yeah. like i think she's awesome um turned out he should have been very worried the next morning he stumbled into the people's hall an open building in the shadow of the palace where the king or queen addressed the concerns of the masses murmuring crowds were there horrified ardents stood just inside the perimeter Lon had already heard, but he had to see for himself. Pi was knelt there on the floor, head bowed. She'd painted all night, writing glyphs on the floor by sphere light. Ten large glyphs directly, written directly on the stone of the, of the floor, running up to the dais with the king's common throne. The glyphs listed the ten foolish attributes as represented by the ten fools. Mm-hmm. Beside each glyph was a written paragraph in women's script explaining how the queen exemplified each of the fools. <laughs> Lon read with horror. This didn't just chastise. 
It was a condemnation of the entire government, of the light eyes and of the throne itself. Pai was executed the very next morning, and the riots started that evening. So, Isn't that great? yeah, it sounds like Kolinar is Ugh. in a bad way. It does. Yeah, it sounds like the very, very rich, the queen and her inner circle were taking advantage of the rest of the population and everything was going according to what they wanted mm-hmm. up until this pie literally wrote down yeah. like in a, in a, in a very important place to the, uh, the people's hall or whatever. And like yeah. the regular people heard of it and they started rioting. So yeah, the, the capital city does not sound like a good place to come back to. Dalinar's like, we need to end this war so we can go back home and take care of our shit back home. It sounds like it may he's be too right. late. Yeah. Too late potentially, but at least he's for this one to city. Be right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was right. And also, um, um Navani had um expressed over the last couple of books some misgivings about trusting Elokar's wife, her own daughter in law, Asudan. And Dalinar, like we mentioned earlier, had Borden watching her. So they kind of knew that Asudan was not maybe a good ruler or maybe couldn't right. be, but they all left to the Shattered Plains anyways. So that's kind of on them for making the bad yep. choice, right? Mm-hmm. So what's your highlight for this? This is a kind of a weird one, but... It's a weird one. It's a weird chapter. It's because you can't like Lon. Um, they, they make it... It's impossible to like him. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, there's sort of comedic things where he's like, you, know, you can't, you're not, you're not serious, are you? Like, you're not going to eat this fried bread. Yeah. Which, by the way, like, I don't know if you've ever been, if you've been to England, Scotland. No, I have not. No? Fried breads and stuff. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's just funny that, you know, you're, um, <laughs> he just expects her to like, what, what do you mean? Like blood, pu- like you, you don't want any blood pudding and sausage? It's delicious. Like, Come on. Come on. It's delicious. And it is, by the way. I actually like that food. But um Do. Yeah, it's it's not um it's a surefire way to die at at fifty two, but uh um but I love it. Um but in this case, I definitely side aside with, with Pi. I think, yeah, she's she's a firecracker. I love that she stands up to him. I love that uh I don't like it when she didn't say anything about being hushed. I thought right. that was maybe out of character for her, but I think she was just Maybe she was playing him the whole time too, which kind of seems likely, right? Maybe like this was her sort of. Maybe that she was doing this on purpose. Like maybe this was her plan the whole time. And she and she obviously gave her life for it. She you know, was to, very persistent about going into the palace to to, to be part of it. Maybe just to see yeah. what was actually happening behind closed doors, right? So I don't know. Pi is my one of my little secret heroes here. Yeah, of this uh, series sounds really like she's liked, starting um, a, a, a rebellion inside Colinar, which is yeah. really kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, pointing out the characteristics of the Ten Fools being present within the Queen—that's mm-hmm. a really neat. Uh, I don't know. I, I just really think nice. Pi is fantastic. Great is a great chapter. Um, my highlight is that yeah, we we, um, we finally just get to see Colinar. You know we. We saw it um, when Zeth kills mm-hmm. Gavilar at the beginning, but that's really just hallways and, and, and fights, and we don't really get to see what the, the, the majesty of the city is and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, and, and 
and we, you know, we see, I, I kind of love the idea of this like group of artists who have been, you know, spoiled to the point of, they don't care about even their, their own jobs anymore. You know what I mean? Like they're living mm-hmm. in such luxury that they've kind of forgotten themselves. Um, I like that Dalinar kind of knew that something rotten, you know, was happening in, in back home. And I, I just, I just like how it all kind of develops here. It's really, really cool. Okay, so this next interlude, this is I-13. Mm-hmm. So the last one was I-12, right? Like right. I, yeah, yeah I-12, titled Lawn, and then this one is okay. a part to play. Right. So this, <laughs> well, it's nothing short of the continuing of the, the sounding of the drums, mm-hmm. right? This is, uh, this is the beating of the, this is the new rhythm. Right. Um, that could be the new rhythm set for this world, um, depending on what happens. That voice deep within Eshenai still screamed. Now this voice, I think, didn't we ruminate on this before we talked about this, that it, it's, it's Eshenai as we kind of knew her before. Mm-hmm. Like, like a, like a version of that, herself or that, yeah, that I don't want this. I don't want to be this uh, rhythm of war. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want this, but yeah, I she doesn't want to be storm it. form. She storm form. That's it. Yeah. But, but whether or not it's the same Eshenai is, it could be her subconscious screaming. It could yeah. be, we're not really fully sure exactly if this Eshenai is a new personality, let's say, than no. the old Eshenai. We just know that there's something within Eshenai that is screaming to stop all this. What if it's a voice that is formless? Like, like we talk about all these forms of, of the, um, of the listeners. Well, what if there is a voice, a being, a way, a path, you know, of being a listener Mm -hmm. without, without a form? Hmm. What if there's an essence that is the core, um, that, that doesn't, that wouldn't subscribe to any form? And it's only when you add those other forms on, well, okay, well, now you're, right. now, now, you you're, a, now you're we, work form, we know now she, you're this. Uh, Ashanai has said that, um, that when you take on a new form, you, your personality changes. So there, right. there might be something there to that. Yeah. Formless, eh? Hmm. Cool. Um, okay. So the voice, the deep, the screaming voice, what's interesting about the screaming is that's, that's also the last we heard of Sill. Right. With the screaming. Mm-hmm. Um, she kept herself busy to quiet it. Right. So that she wouldn't have to listen to herself within, like within herself. Right. That's, that's funny. Who's keeping busy? I guess it's the, the new Eshenai. It's the storm form. Yeah. Right. So the storm form. The old Eshenai. Right. Yeah. Walking the perfectly circular plateau just outside of Narak. Her people had become something old, yet something new, something powerful. Mm-hmm. They stood in lines on this plateau, humming to fury. She divided them by combat experience. A new form would not a soldier make. Mo- many of these had been workers all their lives. What that spoke to me is a bit of conscription. Right. 
Oh, you 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 were just a worker before? Well, not anymore. Mm-hmm. You're now a soldier. Signing... Right. Mm-hmm. They would have a part to play. They would bring about something grand. Venley says, the Alethi will come. Strolling by Eshenai's side, Venley smiled often while wearing this new form. We've noted that before, that mm-hmm. she seems just a little too comfortable with storm form. She yeah. really likes this new power. Yeah. I knew that she herself had changed, but Venli, Venli acted the same. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That might go against my formless uh, kind of component voice thing, but maybe the formless essences within these listeners potentially could be slightly different. There's, there's another little clue to all this later on when uh, and I thinks about Venli again. Here, let me just quickly skip to it. Um, we'll, we'll revisit it again. She says, um, they seemed, talking about her Venli and her once mate, they seemed comfortable in these forms. Too comfortable. Mm-hmm. They couldn't right. have held these forms before, could they? So... Right. Yeah, so Familiar. something up with Venli. And that's actually like my, mm. my, my highlight at the end is... Something's up with Venli, and Eshenai is not <laughs> that fully of comfortable with it. The, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Something's up with Jack. <laughs> yeah. Something's up with Venli. Something's up with um, um, I That's that's an interesting uh, thing to think about. Yeah, because she even says um, here, something felt wrong about that. Yeah, I knew that she had changed, yeah, and something felt wrong that Venli acted the same. Mm-hmm. The agent who sent this report is certain of it, Venli says. Your visit to the Blackthorn seems to have encouraged them to action, and the humans intend to strike toward Narok in force. Of course, this could still turn into a disaster. No, Eshenai said. No, it is perfect. Venli looked to her. We need no more training. We should act right now to bring a high storm. We will do it when the humans near, Eshenai says. Why? Let's, let us do it tonight. Foolishness, Eshenai says. This is a tool to use in battle. If we produce an unexpected storm now, the Alethi won't come, and we won't win this war. I like this back we, and forth here. They're bo- they both they yeah. both have really good points here, right? Venley's like, we've never actually tried this power before. Can we not right. just practice? Like, I don't want to go in blind. Right. I don't want to be like, oh, it doesn't work the way we thought it was going to work in battle. Can we just practice right now? And Eshenai is like, if we do it now and we create too large of a storm, the Alethi might see it and they won't come. Right. So... There is Here's, points on both sides here. The next, the next few lines are really interesting. We must wait, Eshenai says. Venli seemed thoughtful, but finally she smiled and then nodded. What do you know that you aren't telling me, Eshenai says, taking her sister by the shoulder. Because when Venli's smiling, that doesn't always necessarily mean it's good no, for Eshenai. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, why is waiting then now suddenly a good idea? You're smiling at my idea now. Why? Would the, I want to know. Would the old 
Eshenai be able to read Venli better than the new Eshenai? Like maybe the old Eshenai. If we were to assume that these are two kind of separate people, or or at least separate like uh, knowledges, would the is the new Eshenai not able to read her sister at as a, as the same way as the old Eshenai would be able to? Remember a lot of the a lot of the interactions between listeners is these rhythms that they 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 exude. I right? think the so, rhythms, I think the rhythms would, uh, uh, sort of color, if you will, or or guide uh, the way in which you would perceive what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. So it would be hard to have the the original Eshenai or whatever we're calling yeah, it. Yeah, or whatever. This one, uh, it, it would seem that her place right now is screaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would probably still believe at this point that the Eshenai that we knew is still not there. What we're what we are seeing here is this this general, right? Um. So Venley smiles more broadly. She says, "I'm simply persuaded. We must wait. The storm will blow the wrong way, after all. Or is it all other storms that have blown the wrong way, and this one will be the first to blow the right way? Hmm. The wrong way." How do you know about the direction? From the songs. The songs. But they said nothing about. Something deep within Eshenai nudged her to move on. If that is true, she said, we'll have to wait until the humans are practically on top of us to catch them in it. Then that is what we do, Venli said. I will set to the teaching. Our weapon will be ready. She spoke to the rhythm of craving, a rhythm like the old rhythm of anticipation, but more violent. This is a new rhythm here that we're hearing. Mm-hmm. Craving. Venli walked away, joined by her once mate and many of her scholars. They seemed comfortable in these forms. Too comfortable. But couldn't... Sorry, they couldn't have held these forms before, could they? Eshenai shoved down the screams and went to prepare another battalion of new soldiers. She had always hated being a general. How ironic, then, that she would be recorded in their songs as the war leader who had finally crushed the Alethi. Hmm. It's really... It's... (laughs) Yeah, I'm not... um, I gotta say, I'm not... uh, (laughs) I'm not thrilled about the new form. Um, I wish there was a, um, you know, a way to, you know, it's almost like, it's almost like Neo, uh, and Trinity needing to be pulled out of the matrix. Mm -hmm. Like somebody needs to be on the other side of the form, if you will, to get them out. Like, because you can't do it yourself. Right. But it might be necessary to do so, you know, like, um, yeah, it's, uh, well, I think that perhaps uh, the only kind of event that could help the listeners out of this form is uh, perhaps the Stormfather, the Almighty, um, Heralds, Knights Radiant. I don't, I don't know what, what the... Uh, what do you think about this uh, storm blowing the wrong way? Yeah, that's... Uh, 
That's bizarre. Yeah, and Venley says, maybe all other storms have always blown the wrong way, and this one will finally blow the right way. That's interesting, too. This one will blow the right way, as in blow to destroy the Alethi? Well, and that'll just, be the right literally way? just in direction-wise. Like, mm. you know... Yeah. They have these high storms all the time. They always come from the same origin and they're saying this one will blow the wrong way. Yeah. So it's really weird and really interesting. Hmm. It almost gives it even a more unnatural sense, right? Like it's going against everything that Roshar has known for, for its whole existence, probably. Uh, I don't, I can't even imagine what we're going to experience. Mm-hmm. With this, uh, with this coming event, do you have a, uh, yeah, this... a highlight of this micro interlude? It's very, very small here. Oh, it's very small. I mean, I like, I like, um, I guess my my highlight remains to be uh, um, the glimpses we get of Eshenai that could suggest that she's still in there somewhere. Um, Probably the last, uh, the last uh, uh, paragraph where she says um, she'd always hated being a general. Right. And how, and how ironic is that's what she's now going now to be known she's a general, for, is yeah. being this war leader, and that's the least thing she ever wanted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's really poetic and sad. Yeah. But, but it's not too, not too dissimilar from th- that kind of conflict that is present in, in the assassin in white. Right, right. So, yeah, he, uh, yeah I mean, Sanderson does that really well, eh? He he pulls these lines through from these characters that really are not connected at all, but kind of makes us, you know, these these common themes that are coming up. It's it's really great that he does that. I think it's I think it's good too because it it uh, well it it connects the characters mm-hmm. in ways that maybe shouldn't be, but. But when you think about it, it's they're like they are sharing similar um, uh, trials and tribulations and and uh, and experiences. Mm-hmm. So there's more that connects them together, like kind of like how you began this uh, this pod with regards to your observations about the political science being blown away mm-hmm. and what and what connects us. Like we can be very very different as human beings, obviously, right. and very tribal about it, and um, and very prideful about it. Um, but, uh, you know, but when the, the storm comes and, and, you know, the damage ensues, you, you do realize that you share much more together than you, than you're different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. So, so yeah, my highlight is, is that general comment, I think. Um, yeah, it's very Venley telling. smiling, like Venley smiling, I find it again, I can just imagine it in animation. Um, I can imagine a few actors actually that might be good at the Venley smile. Mm-hmm. Um, I, because it seems a little devious. Like she, like she knows she's playing Ash and I. Right. Yeah. There's something. something. That gets to my there's highlight. Something. The, the something, there's there something isn't right about Venley. There's something up with Venley. Something's up with Venley. And it's kind of yeah. clear, like Ash and I is onto it, but she says, um, she had to move on. Right. Where's that part here? Mm. Um, she's like, um, she just had to, to, to move on from it and, 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 and continue. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, it's um, yeah, it's cool. It's an it's, a, it's an awesome little little uh, interlude. Um, I also yeah. have some info that we need to dump in this episode. Let's do it about these two interludes. Thanks again to Buzzkill Joe for doing some of the research for us. Um, really appreciate all <laughs> the hard work that you do, Joe. Um. Mm-hmm. So let's get to it here. We have all kinds of stuff. You brought up um, uh, Olelin and how that we have to Olelin. like, ooh, Olelin. Ooh, um, Olelin. <laughs> what did you do? Yeah, What's this the, new? <laughs> Olelin is uh, just, it's like said favorite. in the chapter, a great painter, an ardent painter, uh, and painted yeah. the grand ceiling. So it's like the, you know, the Rosharian and Mike Michelangelo, kind of like uh, uh, the mm-hmm. Sistine Chapel type of thing, mm-hmm. right? Except mm-hmm. in in this version, it's like two crabs pointing at each other. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> at the top. Um, so the beggar's feast, um, was said was, uh, it was, um, canceled by the queen and yes. uh, I wanted to kind of, uh, Joe wanted us to, to refresh our memory about what it was. This is, uh, um, from way of Kings. It's an Alethi tradition where a room where some of the poorest men and women in the city were given a feast complimenting that of a king and his guests. So like, right. you know, uh, the ability to these poor people to experience what a, a king's feast, what would be it's like. like, yeah, yeah. Right. And, uh, Zeth actually walks through one in the prologue at the very, very beginning of the series. So that's kind of fitting too. Um, the, uh, the arguments are brought up. The arguments is a, um, book of Vorn scripture. Um, we don't really know too, too much about it, but, um, uh, it has been, uh, memor- uh, it has been mentioned, a, uh, a few times. Um, mm. The, um, our, uh, Aharitium, remember we talked about this? Yeah. This is, um, the, uh, um, the, the notes here that, uh, uh, the Buzzkill Joe wrote down are, um, the last desolation when mankind won 4,500 years ago is the Arteridium. So, um, there's a little quote here from the prelude. It's what will we tell the people? Yezrian Kalak asks, what will we say of this day? It's simple. We tell them that we finally won. And this is the day that they celebrate in Vorn religion of the day. The heralds finally won the war versus the void bringers. But we know from Yasna's studies that we may not have won. We have may have won. just swept mm. the dust underneath the carpet for now. Ten Fools, we, you know, Ten Fools keeps coming up again and again here lately. It does, um, so, mm-hmm. Yeah, so another another few, uh, um, we, we know that she lists the Ten Fools and kind of describes them to how mm-hmm. the, the queen embodies all those fools, but we don't get any new names. The only names that we still have are Kabine and Eshu, so of the mm-hmm. Ten Fools, we only know two, and we're only on the second book. So I have a feeling right. that each book that comes out, a new fool will be talked about and oh. by the end we'll know the names of all the 10 fools so wow yeah that's something a to, good uh, that's interesting yeah so something that's to keep cool. track of as we go along here um neat uh the hierarchy we know what that is it's when the church mm. had too much power um and it pretty much just controlled everything and they uh, they were got to, they were taken down um mm-hmm. the, all kinds of different stuff we already talked about the circle of memories it's just a big round room mm. with the 10 lamps mm. Um, the, the tenth, uh, the eleventh uh, lamp for the tranquiline halls. The eleventh halls. lamp, yeah. The you know the mm-hmm. tranquiline halls is the pretty much heaven. It's the afterlife, where if you prove yourself in this life, you can go to the tranquiline halls to fight to take them back because the tranquiline halls have been taken over, and right soldiers and warriors in this life will be chosen to go to the tranquiline halls to fight to, to take fight. them back. Yeah, 
Um, hmm. But there's the Grand Eastern Hall, the People's Hall, um, the all this different stuff. I want. I did want to mention again the um, the wind blades. Those are those uh, massive yes. uh, uh, spines uh, made out of rock. This is probably what Capsule was talking about when he talked about natural formations that cities were built into. Um, there's a mm, there's an, actually mm. a, a, a quote here that um, he t- uh, that Buzzkill took out for us from Way of Kings. Dalinar sees a less weathered wind blades in his vision when he spoke with Nohadon. So th- when he's talking with Nohadon. weathered. Yeah. Okay. So there's one of them that are, you know, like more fresh or whatever. And you can tell. Yeah, it's older. Yeah. It's, it, it's, or he's in an older time because the wind blades are right. actually more fresh. Um, Dalinar sees them as cast down in his last, uh, way of King's vision, uh, vision. So it seems like some of them, uh, started to crumble from the, uh, the last desolation. Um, but yeah, other than that, for that chapter, we probably covered most of things. Let me just get to the next I-13. There's not a lot in this. This is a very, very small chapter, obviously, or a very small interlude mm-hmm. here. Um, the two rhythms that we talked about in this thing were the rhythm of anticipation and the rhythm of craving. Craving was a new one for us. Uh, the rhythm of craving was more violent mm-hmm. than anticipation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, um, uh, that, that's it. The, the, um... That's, yeah, that's all I, uh, my, I have here for those two things. Those were, this was a little uh, smaller of a chat, uh, of an episode, everybody. So we, uh, apologize for the time. We wanted to include the next interlude in it, but it would have been too long of a chapter and, or mm-hmm. too long of an episode. And the next one, as Jack already knows, is titled <laughs> Teravangian. And, Teravangian. Um, it is going to be a meaty mm-hmm. episode. So we wanted to keep that one on its own so that we didn't uh, like, you know, overlap. We really wanted to give the, um, old man from Carbranth the time that he was due. So, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty great stuff. Um, <laughs> if, and the old man from Kingston is time to heal. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. You need to heal. Um, <laughs> but you also need to read. So you're going to get a chance to read I do. now. I get to read now, which is great. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, you've been like sick for like five days wanting to read and I'm like, not yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. We have to record first. That's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd like to take time to, to read our list of patrons here. If I could, um, I want to give a shout out to everyone, uh, part of the Patreon team. We got some new people on board here. So I'd like to say, uh, a, a big, what up and thank you to Maria Verum, Lawrence Bradley, Cody Logan, Jonathan Whittington, Tommy Turpin, Itzizer, Julia Peeble, Justin Elliott, Laura, Kevin Friday, Riley Donlin, Chris Wally. Omni Orcus, Alex Guerin, James Johnson, Andrew Wood, James N, Valkov Marin, Chelsea Walker, James Pryor, Chad, Chad Kirkman, Christopher Bagley, Megan Lloyd, Richard Featherson, Ilya Serden, Daniel Lee, Elvira, Denver Rose, David Clamage, Andrew S, Pac-Man in Idaho, Jason Stock, Ashlyn Lee, Anna P, Joseph Bruno, Pat Bevins, Thomas Kovar, Matthew Eaton, Cosette, James Reed, Steph Baum, Alex Trant, Joey Willman, Christopher Jack, Ratman, Brandon Comer, Jasper, Sakosi, Silver Lumos, Joshua, Nisala, Ryan, Josh, Alexander, Janzi, Zach Helton, Wick, Joseph Mingoya, Alex DeFour, Daniel Whitten, Werewolf Will, John M., Jake DeFeo, Robert Goebel, my mom Sue, hey mom, Ari Zhu, Bruce Rogers, Joel Hayes, Don Chalice, Mr. Murasami, 
Christian Pappy, no, no, no. Jack's wife, Linda, and our best friend, Mike. Mm. So thank you, everyone who supports us on the Patreon team. Your support means everything to us. And um, we really, really do appreciate it. Um, we, we appreciate that you're involved in the community, that you have suggestions and topics you want to talk about, and you have questions for us. The never-ending messages we get every day is just awesome. So we really appreciate it. If you want to be involved with the Patreon team and you want to get stuff like bonus episodes or you want to get the Discord links, you can get involved with the community. You can do so at patreon.com slash heroes of. If you want to reach out to us, you can do so at heroesofcathra at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at Heroes of One, or you can find us on uh, Instagram at the Storm Pod. So yeah, um, I-14, dude, this is the last episode coming the up. The last bit before, before we, we get to the Sanderland. part five. Yeah, so if you're listening uh. to this right now, that means <laughs> next week's episode will be the last time you'll be listening to one episode a week because then we're going to be moving on to the Sanderlanch and releasing two episodes per week until the whole thing's done. So, whoo boy, <laughs> I cannot wait. This is going to be exciting. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. <laughs> we love you very much. Till next time. Take care, everybody. The Storm Pod is brought to you by Heroes of... Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the heroes of Akathra.